Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 57th episode of the Pod Wands podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host, Harris Productions. What's up, everyone? Hope everyone's having a great day so far. Luke will not be joining us today as he is in Philadelphia with a few other Star Wars content creators going to see Return of the Jedi live in concert with an orchestra. This is going to be fun for him, but we're going to be taking the reins of today's show. And today we're going to be talking about Season 7, Episodes 1, 2, 3, and 4. The first arc of Season 7, a.k.a. the Bad Batch arc. So we're going to be diving into that. Hope you guys have a fun time and get ready for the fun. You never would have made it as Obi-Wan's battle. But you might make it as mine. And we're back. All right, so now we will bring in our guest guests for today's show. So we have three guests, but I believe we have two at the moment, and we were still waiting for another guest. But right now we do have two guests, so let's bring them in. So our first guest is a returner to the Pod Ones podcast. He was first on our Clone Wars rewatch for episode 50, the mall ascension arc and he is also best known for almost getting his ass kicked by a parent at disneyland <laughs> for yelling the c-word too many times let's bring in grandmaster bale <laughs> how you doing that was supposed to be in strictest confidence charts <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm good man uh <laughs> how you doing I told no, you, Bale, we're going to take the piss out of you. I didn't tell you what uh, we were going to take the piss out of you. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I, think, I think that's probably the best I could have gotten, to be completely honest. I was... <laughs> didn't expect that. Didn't expect that, huh? Uh, Bale, um, where, uh, where, 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 can we, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at TikTok at Grandmaster Bale. I've not been particularly active recently, but I do intend on getting onto that. Um, but yeah, mainly Grandmaster Bale. And you can find me on Twitter as well. Um, under the name the hairy ankle of star wars tiktok or at grandmaster bale it is an inside joke i'm not insane just <laughs> so you're aware well according to your uh, your introduction you uh maybe a little bit insane but i know that's okay we're all, we're all crazy be, star wars british fans, maybe a little british. is the british the, uh, well, the yeah. average so <laughs> it's gonna have you bail <laughs> oh. all right yeah. so our second guest our third guest will be attending soon, so just sit tight for that. Once he comes in, I will do the intro. But we have a newbie, a newcomer to the Pod Ones podcast for our Clone Wars rewatch. She is known as one of the biggest Rogue One fans out there, and she will soon be on the America's Most Wanted list for causing too much chaos when Andor <laughs> drops. Let's bring in M at Stardust M. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Diego Luna's gonna take a restraining order. Out of me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he already did a celebration. <laughs> and I, I think maybe at celebration you would have complained if you still had your voice after squealing when you went onto the stage. Yeah. 
M, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I hope you uh, are having a great day so far and are excited mm-hmm. to talk about The Bad Batch and yes, the new excited. season of Clone Wars that came out two years ago. <laughs> Brand new. <laughs> Where can the good people find you on the social medias? Uh, you can find me at Stardust M on TikTok and at underscore Stardust M on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, I recently started a podcast with my two friends, uh, Liv and Hay. It's called The Kessel Run Relay. Uh, so you can find us on social media under that some variation of Kessel Run Relay Pod or Kessel Run Relay. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And uh, Harith, are we ready to start the show? Yeah, that's all right. We're all just, right. Let's, let's get started. So um, we are still waiting for our third guest, but when he comes in, I will uh, do his intro. So without further ado, let's ask the icebreaker question of today's show. So. Let's say you were, you know, just hanging out and it's, you know, 2019 and you're like, damn, I really want Clone Wars to come back. And then you get the notice that Clone Wars is coming back. Or maybe you are watching Clone Wars for the first time and you hear that it's coming back. So I just want to ask you guys, what was your reaction to Clone Wars returning for a 12 episode final season? Sir, I was not a Star Wars fan at the time. I cannot. I I'm aware. <laughs> I, I like, literally I got in over lockdown. Um, but I think I would have been excited. I mean, I was a casual fan, of course. I'd seen like the the main movies, but um, I I, I wasn't like into it until after season seven. Well, Bill, did you ever see the the season seven trailer? No. Well, really? no, I saw it after I watched season seven. Okay. I saw it because everyone was like, oh, I was like, man, trailer that, that really trailer good. was insane. Like, but no, I never, I never got like the, I mean, I watched all the movies as they came out, like Christmas, we have like a Christmas tradition, you know, every year at Christmas, me and my family watched the latest Star Wars movie. It was the, oh my God, it was a thing. Bale, we're living, we lived the same life. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what we did. <laughs> I, I think you may be right, to be completely honest. But um, yeah, uh, just, I, pfft. I mean, I do remember my reaction to season seven, and that was that it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but uh, and I hope you also know that because of the this 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 arc tonight, I I rewatched some of the episodes, and you basically have me sold on the Lego Bad Batch shuttle. I <laughs> was inches away from ordering it. This evening. Yeah. All right, Bill. But our our third guest has arrived, so I'll bring him in, then I'll ask him the icebreaker question. All right, so our third and final guest is another returner of the Pod Wants podcast. He has been on for episode twenty five, the Boba Fett arc; episode thirty eight, the Mont Kala arc; and episode forty four, the Obi Wan undercover as Reiko Hardeen arc. And he comes on to talk about the Bad Batch today, and he is also the most hopeless Bengals fan in the world. <laughs> Let's bring in. Brendan at Cloud City Conversations. <laughs> You're muted. You're still muted. <laughs> I think he's trying like to say wow. Into your microphone, like, like he's just like trying to get his spot across. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, buddy. There you are. Anything. Oh wait, no, that's Bale. Never mind. That's Bale. <laughs> Good job, it's, Car. For a second, it sounded like him, but 
Are you telling um, me you can't distinguish my beautiful British So I'll, I'll speak for I'll speak for Brendan right now. It's like, oh uh, yeah, the Bengals, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of bad. I understand they hit the Super Bowl, but you know they had zero chance against the LA Rams. It's you know I like snakes, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, that's exactly what he was going to say. Should be able Brennan, to change it to audio your, your, your settings on your stream lounge. That's probably it. It's probably set it to some obscure audio device. It does it all the time with me. Okay. As he figures out his audio issue, let me ask Bale if, since obviously he doesn't know, he doesn't have a reaction to Clone Wars uh, season seven. What was your reaction to Clone Wars returning for the uh, for another okay. season? Ah, oh, there oh, you go. Ha. We have life. It was weird. It was connected to the same thing, right? And I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird little glitch there. But first of all, I have a couple things I need to say now. <laughs> I never want to hear Moncala slander ever again, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> ever again second of all the Bengals, man what do you mean hopeless they you're a hopeless. bears fan okay and well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm a true i'm a true star wars fan that detests any form of sport so screw you see that, that's I'm i can kidding. i that's a valid opinion right there <laughs> Yeah, Bale, how's, how's soccer over there? Soccer? You mean football, the game where you actually use your foot with the ball rather than the one where you hold it and occasionally kick it? Yes, football is amazing, Char. Is the correct I'm, I'm, name for it? All right. So, but I mean, no, Brendan, Brendan, did you have a chance to hear the icebreaker question? I did while not. You were... Okay. <laughs> so, the icebreaker question um, is, what was your reaction to Clone Wars returning for a 12-episode 12, a final season? Utter disbelief. Um, I I didn't believe it when I saw it. It's like one of those things. Like I remember when the Force Awakens was announced. I didn't even believe that. I thought that was a fan made trailer. When I saw the Force Awakens trailer for the first time. But um, it's one of those things where you you want it so bad, and then once you finally get it, you just don't believe that you actually just got it. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy to have that announced. Yeah, it's like the Bengals hitting the Super Bowl and losing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, fuck Jesus. on. How about that, huh? <laughs> I've just realized I've got something to add to this. I didn't know Clone Wars was a series until I started watching it. I thought it was just the movie when I was a kid. I had my Anakin Matt Lanter plastic face mask. We, we got a, we got a prequel no fan over there. Bale just had it. It's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I, I, I thought it was just the movie. Hence why I was Who is Captain disappointed Rex? as a child. Uh, <laughs> My God. Oh. Well, I feel like M will have a very similar answer to Bale since she is in the same realm as Bale. But hey, hey, M, what was your reaction to Cold War Season 7? I had no reaction. My sister was excited very excited she was a big clone wars fan uh and when the season finale came out after it was done she came and she sat on my floor and she cried and explained the entire plot of the last episode to me and i was like who the fuck is rex (laughs) (laughs) i look great so i had i had had no reaction (laughs) i'm not char i am jim barbecue now so (laughs) i'm a menace uh okay so (laughs) With those thoughts out of the way, we only got one third of the answers we were looking for. <laughs> but hey, it is fine. Hey, you, Star Wars is for everybody. It doesn't matter when you start or how you start or where you start. It all depends on if you do and if you enjoy it. It's all that matters. And 
now we will dive in to the first episode of this arc. Harith, would you like to take, uh, which episode would you like to take? I'll take the last two episodes. Okay, cool. I'm going to pull up the plot summary so I can read it to you guys in uh, my little voice called Gilbert Gottfried. Um, but, uh... Oh my god. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> Volume warning for the Save YouTube users. For Spotify me. users, you're blessed with me suppressing yeah, the hell out of the yeah, audio so you don't get <laughs> destroyed fine. by your eardrums. I look out for you. YouTube, I do not because I have no control. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying, it's, it's so hard to look this up because it's like I'm looking up the Bad Batch episode and then it just pulls up the Bad Batch. So, <laughs> uh, it's typical. Also, viewers... Enjoy these summaries while they last, because you're only getting there more go. episodes of these. Yeah, there's oh, only how many arcs oh, of yeah. this? There's only three arcs total. Yeah, because you will get... Yeah, yeah there's three four, more arcs of Godfrey. Four, and then, uh, and then one. You only get ten more left. Yeah, and then once we do Bat Batch, there will be one plot summary reading at the very first episode, and then... Oh, out. yeah. <laughs> That'll be a mournful occasion. Are you doing Rebels, then Bad Batch, or Bad Batch, then Rebels? Rebels, then Bad Batch. We're doing Rebels, then Bad Batch. You guys Batch. should write after... your own uh, Rebels <laughs> plot summaries. <laughs> I just like you know what? Our summaries. Do them in Thrawn's voice. I will never miss an episode. Oh, I will never miss Hondos. an episode. Or Hondo. Switch Hondo it up. Is a... <laughs> Depending yeah. on the character that is like most prevalent in the episode, try to do an impression. Maybe get or some Zeth the in there. If you get what hey. I mean. Hey. No, bad joke. Um... <laughs> Okay, so let's read this plot summary. Oh, season God. 7, Episode 1, The Bad Batch. Once again, headphone warning because Godfrey's coming. <laughs> the Battle for Anaxis! One of the Republic's <laughs> largest shipyards is under attack from Admiral Trench's Separatist forces. Jedi Generals Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker lead a two-pronged assault on the ground and the air. But after weeks of heated battle and mounting losses, the Republic's grip on an axis begins to slip away. Oh. There we go. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> never not oh. going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you're coming to celebration next year, Charles, I expect the airport arrival and departures to be read in that voice. I expect you to, like, hack the thing... Arrival from wherever you're from, hey, I forget. Hey, you could have got some when we were in Anaheim, okay? I could have, but you know, you didn't spoil me like that, so I didn't. <laughs> Char, I mean, you know what's coming. Your first time on Clone Wars was like a month ago, so. I mean... True, although I've been signed up for this arc since the document was created documenting <laughs> the Which arcs. That was like, that was like, what? Last year, August of last year, like August year of like, no, I remember when like Luke was still organizing them all. I, I, I got like the first draft of the Google Show. I was like, Yeah, I'll do all of these. Um, I only turned up for a fraction of them because <laughs> I have a job now, which is terrifying, but like... we move. Uh, <laughs> yeah. terrifying. You see what Kenny says? Drop him, yeah. drop him. Oh, we, if so, you're essentially just slandering the British. We, we don't stand for that. Not so, uh, Harith, you said you you would take two and four. You said, yeah. Also, okay. You know, you know, you know the rules. But what is last time? Yeah. Okay. Char, that was fucking dreadful. <laughs> that was my <laughs> ranking. There you oh. go. <laughs> so what is that? I don't know. One out of five. <laughs> Move on. Oh God. <laughs> Pardon me. Sorry. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Chad, Chad, go ahead and give us give me your ranking for uh, the plot summary reading. 
Anyway, so we dive into the very first episode of the season, and the moral is embrace others for their differences, for that makes you whole. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Which obviously is directly to the Bad Batch because of their their differences and how the the battle between the regs and the the uh, the altered clones. It's coming together as a team is what matters the most. But anyway, so we start the episode off as we are on an axis, and there's Mace Windu, Anakin, or no Mace Windu, Obi Wan, and Rex and Cody having a meeting talking about why they're taking so many losses and what the separatists are doing and they and then Rex came up with a theory that they are using their they're using this algorithm against them that's why they're losing so much and so this is the first time since the hidden enemy episode in season 1 that we see Cody and Rex work together to this extent um how does this show how far Rex and Cody's relationship develop over the course of the Clone Wars? We'll start with Brendan. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, from what I remember, they seem to be pretty nice pals. Um, I I don't really think it's from from memory because I haven't seen this episode arc in a minute, but um, it seems very similar to Hidden Enemy. Um but there seems to be a little bit more of like a, I guess they are, they're brothers, but a more of a, like a brotherhood. And um, they see, don't they joke with each other a little bit? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. this, in this episode, particularly yeah. they, they have a, they have some banter and then they, they yeah. talk very highly of each other. And there's a moment where captain Rex and them reminisce about the losses over the war. And Rex comes up with a theory and says that I think Echo is still alive. And Rex is like, "You can't possibly believe that. That's a that's a that's a long shot at, you mean, at you minimum." Flip the two characters. Oh no, Cody. Cody yeah, Cody says that it's a long shot by a million or whatever. Okay. But but Rex is talking about how the war is taking a toll on him, and that Rex actually is expressing his inv- individuality towards him. Because I mean that's not hurt. that's unheard of for clone troopers to have their own thoughts and feelings and and we see this a lot in Rex in the very first episode. Yeah, I, I was pulling deep into my brain to pull out any sort of thoughts for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all good. Um, M, your thoughts on Rex and Cody's relationship? 
Yeah, so, uh, true confession, uh, I have still not watched, I don't remember the episode you're talking about, <laughs> and I still have not watched a significant amount of the Clone Wars, um, so. It's, it's all good. Uh, you're gonna learn today. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's, uh, the. Well, do you remember of... watching the, uh, the Hidden Enemy episode in season one? When they're on, uh, it's the one where they're on the they're on the they're on the space station and they have to team up to get back into their base mm, after yeah, it's been I'm, yeah that I'm one. Sure, I watched that. Um. What? <laughs> <laughs> did you do the Did you do the typical Clone Wars rewatch of put it on one monitor, do something else on the other? Yeah, that's what I, I did. How I watched the Clone Wars is I watched this arc because i was preparing for the bad batch so i went through and watched like all of the clone heavy arcs and then i just watch episodes when people want me to watch them so i just like watch what people like so the mandalore arcs with julia and then like the quinlan episodes with kels um you mean the one so... quinlan episode the one... there were two and then oh, we there, watched the ventress episodes one. there's one and then we watched a ventress episode <laughs> Give me the but, hey, um, Ventress Arc, please. I think please give me the disciple. Yes, I think the dynamic between Cody and Rex is interesting because I think Cody is really viewed as like the very stereotypical clone in a lot of ways, especially since how he was presented in um, Revenge of the Sith, where he flips on Obi Wan. Um, versus, you know, then we see Rex later in this season how he reacts to Order sixty six and the way that Ahsoka is. Uh, kind of talks him down from it um, and in that way that too kind of sets up an interesting thing that like Cody has seems to have always been very kind to the Bad Bat in a way that they really seem to respect him but then like Rex seems almost more similar to them because he is defective or you know emotional in the way that the clones aren't supposed to be but that we kind of see in the Bad Batch. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, and I feel like this next question, I, mean, I feel like you're going you're gonna to dive into it a lot because it's all about the Bad Batch. But, Bale, let me hear your thoughts about Cody and Rex's relationship. Wait, See, this is the quick. thing. Cody is, is a character. I don't really have much thoughts on the guy. He seems to have a lot more meaning within the fandom than he tends to have in the series. So when I'm going through and I'm watching all these things, Cody isn't really used all that much. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's really... It seems that there is some hints a personal relationship between the two of them. It's never particularly developed on screen because Cody never really had that limelight. It, it, especially in regards to Obi-Wan as well, although that's a kind of a separate conversation. It's always like inferred that they have this good connection, but it's never really shown. And I, I think the same kind of goes for Rex. So it's more or less... It's similar to how we see in the earlier seasons of the Clone Wars, but it's it you can tell it's developed because they're they're talking in a little bit of more of an intimate way, as if you know they are more brothers than you know random clones. Uh, I guess there seems to be more of an intimate connection between the two. Um, but I yeah I've never I've always struggled with Cody because he he's a massive character within the fandom. A lot of people are fixated on him, uh, like. With Kenobi coming out, everyone's like, "That's Cody." Why, why would Cody appear? He's like in like two hours of anything, but like 
yeah, I've I've always found like Cody quite a difficult character to read because there's not really much material for him. But I would say that it's it's kind of just a, a developed version of what we see in the original. But you can tell there's like more intimacy, I guess. That's mm-hmm. my answer, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good point. I, I like the because what makes them so interesting is the the juxtaposition between soldier and human, and most of the time clones aren't really seen as human they're they're seen as um property and exactly that's what changes th- your view on rex throughout the series as it continues i think you can you can see that a little bit more in this later kind of thing as that again it focuses more on their connection as opposed to their purpose their purpose in the i feel like in the previous thing they're all only really talking about the job they need to get done this one, they're talking about their personal losses, their personal relationship with their brothers. That's that's more... You can tell there is more there than there is when they're like, hmm, work stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, you kind of see what I mean. Like, there's a lot more of a connection, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys all make great points. And um, so now from where we this episode ends off, so we see that scene... And then we see that Rex needs a new group of clones or a new piece of the military to help him win the war and gain control of an axis. And Cody says, or Rex asks him, um, who's coming in? And Cody says, Clone Force 99. And and then Rex goes, 99, I like it. And then <laughs> comes in the whole Bad Batch, excluding Echo at this moment. So we have Wrecker, we have Crosshair, we have Hunter, and we have Tech. And this is the first time we see these guys, and and they are interesting. Like you have Tech, who is the genius. You have Crosshair, who is the sniper. You have Wrecker, who is the the big, childish, strong guy. And then you have Hunter, who is essentially Rambo with a heightened sense, uh, sense, heightened senses that could be. He's essentially he's the leader of the group. And Get up five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> He has heightened senses in the... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So he is the the leader of the group, and he's the one that does all the commands, and you see that he's a sergeant in the group. But they have a presence right when they exit the Havoc Marauder. And you see that with Crosshair, and Crosshair talks down the regs, and he's like, we don't usually work with regs. And he throws his toothpick, and he has a bit of an attitude, which, you know crosshair is best known for that um but with the first season of the bad batch being finished almost a year ago how does it feel to go back and revisit the bad batch's first appearance in star wars emma i'll start with you uh, okay I'll start with you. <laughs> you will not start with right. her you will oh. not. <laughs> okay we'll, we'll start oh we'll start with bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just sorry, what was the question? Closer to my life. <laughs> it's, okay. it's all good. Could, could you repeat the question, please, Sean? <laughs> yeah. So I. So, with the first season of the Bad Batch being finished about a year ago from today, ah, yes. How does it feel to go back and revisit the Bad Batch's first appearance in Star Wars? That's a question and a half. Um, I'd say it's kind of nostalgic, though. Like. Um, I remember being introduced to them because I did I did start watching season seven before the Bad Batch came out, so I did kind of had that at least fresh introduction when I um when I went into Star Wars, and it 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 was 
kind of looking back on it and knowing, ah, none of this stuff has happened yet. It's it's kind of cool. I, I I enjoyed it and it was really nostalgic, especially having being able to see the exclusive season two trailer, like, and then being looking at their kind of first experience, just like, look how they've grown, kind of like thing. It's 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 really cool to like kind of look back on their first appearances. It's mm-hmm. it's quite nostalgic, I find. Yeah, M, your thoughts? If you if you by chance um... heard the question, because I know there was a lot of a lot yeah. of uh, connection issues for the past minute or so. Yeah, so it was really interesting going back because I, like I said, I watched like uh, big chunks of the Clone Wars specifically so I could watch um, the Bad Batch and know who they were. Um, And I was really invested in the Bad Batch in general. So going back, it was really interesting even just noticing like the small stuff, like the fact that like Bradley clearly played with their voices in between this arc and the Bad Batch were like, you know, there are changes to make them a little more distinct. Tech was the one that was really kind of standing out to me, where it's like in this one, he sounded more like Bradley's kind of standard clone voice versus when we get into the Bad Batch, he has a nerdier voice. I guess that's the best way to phrase it. Um, But it's also really interesting kind of looking at the dynamics that were established, like the fact that, you know, Wrecker... uh, clearly seems to have some sort of protectiveness over Crosshair in particular, which is interesting when you know, you know, about Crosshair leaving and kind of that comment in the finale um, he makes towards them to the fact that Tech is the Bad Batch member who helps Echo um, when they're taking him out of like that chamber. And then Echo and Tech seem to be the closest when we like continue on or like it's the member that Echo seems to be the closest with. Um, and it's also really interesting to remember what their dynamic was when Omega wasn't there. Yeah, uh, when they that was the most know. important thing. <laughs> yeah, when they're not worried about protecting a child when she's not there to like push them in ways uh, that make them like uncomfortable or make them do things maybe they don't necessarily want to do or plan on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to have Crosshair there and like really a part of the batch as opposed to like, oh, we got to go try to get Crosshair. Like Crosshair is trying to chase us. Like this really reminds you, I think, like why they do truly care so much about trying to get Crosshair back. It's because like he was really such a big part of their their dynamic and they did consistently like want to protect him. Um, and I think that's easy to forget when you grow so used to seeing like Imperial Crosshair, who's just kind of an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Brendan, what are your thoughts on the Bad Batch's first appearance looking back? First of all, it's Return of Walter. Oh, hi, Wally. How you doing? Walter. Look at him. So, yeah. yeah. So, Bad Batch's return, or their beginning, I should say. Um, They've always reminded me of, like, well, they're they're that stereotypical team where each one has a specific set of skills that they're good at. Like... I've kind of called them Star Wars' Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, you know, I absolutely love seeing them back. <laughs> I absolutely love seeing them back. Um, and I love how it sets up the Bad Batch show. And, yeah, I think you just covered a lot of it. Um, like, I love the dynamic between them bef- uh, before they got Omega and Echo, even though Echo's one of my favorite clones of all time. Um I remember 
watching this episode these episodes when they were unfinished and uh lucasfilm released them as like the with just the scraps of what was going on with the poor animation and uh, the voice acting and i remember seeing echo um and finding out that one of my favorite characters as a child is actually alive but um but yeah i absolutely love the start of the bad batch mm-hmm. glad we have them yeah, when Harith and I were rewatching this, I was just, it felt so weird looking at them without Omega, without Echo at this point, and just having them just be soldiers that go on advanced missions because they are... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. One of the best groups of clones ever created. And it's cool that they are not your typical clones, that they are advanced and they have enhanced abilities that make them stand out above the rest. And they see regs as these regular soldiers that, you know, can't do anything with them. But obviously that changes later on in this arc. But with that out of the way, that is it for the first episode of this arc. And now we move to season seven, episode two, A Distant Echo. Once again, close your ears or mute your headset or lower it, whatever you got to do, because Godfrey's coming. Here, Walter, I'll cover your ears. <laughs> yeah, protect Walter at all costs, okay? Is he, is, he, is he safe? Is he all right? Okay. Walter will be safe. Don't put him on your head. He'll cook you something. All right, let's, I don't know. let's try read this plot summary. Ready? <laughs> Conspiracy! After repeated setbacks on the planet Anaxis, an elite clone squad is deployed to investigate the Separatist tactical advantage. This special unit called the Bad Batch, infiltrates Admiral Trench's cyber center to steal a strategic algorithm capable of predicting the Republic's every move. What our heroes find was a live signal coming from the ARC trooper known as Echo, a clone long believed to be dead. There you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, hey, no paparazzi, please, unless you're paying me. All right, everyone in the chat, go ahead and give us your ranking of that that uh, that plot summary reading. And right, yeah, just... Harith, go ahead and take the reins for episode two, A Distant Echo. So again, it, it starts with uh, after where everything picked up, Rex learns the information that it is in fact Echo as a CT-14-09 and then going back to base. And what happens is it picks up with Hunter, Anakin, and Rex walking to the front and then like they're seeing the, like the Republic's like ships are starting to come in and, and it's like, Hey Rex, we got to do that thing, you know? 
And Rex is like, what thing? And Annika's like, you gotta do the thing. And then Rex like, just goes like obliquely along just with it. And he walks all the way to the thing. And he walks, Annika walks into Rex's bear with like Rex's helmet. And this is sadly the only and last time we're going to see Padme in all of Clone Wars is in this arc. And fun fact, she is wearing her outfit from Revenge of the Sith from when she goes to meet Anakin on Mustafar. And it's just this like very like heartfelt like goodbye to like like her character at this point in the Clone Wars. And it's very emotional seeing like these two characters connect for one last time. And I always found it hilarious also as well that like it's very obvious that like she's pregnant in the scene, but Anakin just is so like mellow focused on what's going on. <laughs> he, he's he oblivious. Clearly he's see oblivious. The big baby bump that's on her. I'm, I'm like, yeah. how the hell did he not notice? And that? she's holding it too. She has her hand on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my God. Well, I, thought, I thought you were just enjoying those Naboo burgers, love. I... <laughs> <laughs> the Naboo burgers. <laughs> anyway like the, like the scene comes to an end like obi-wan like shows up and like tries to get into the room anakin flips rex the helmet and anakin thinks he's escaped nearly in time and obi-wan's like at least tell me you said help padme i said hello and you get the confirmation that obi-wan finally knew which cheek again i got a segue into the question here of so this is ah fucking lost words <laughs> <laughs> So, again, this is the first time we've seen since the Clovis arc, Obi-Wan teasing Anakin about, not te- I wouldn't say teasing, but like confronting Anakin about his relationship with Padme. So, I would say, what are you guys' kind of thoughts on like this uh, rare, because Clone Wars doesn't really call back that often, well, rare callback well, to Clovis. Firstly, Harith, I have a question for you. Yes. How many times have you at least tell Thingy I said hello? In regards to me, I think you've used it at least four to five times. Oh, I don't just do it with Bale. I also do it with Luke and Alanis. I do it with everyone in the group. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, dumb question. My bit's over. (laughs) This is a fucking easy joke to do when you're leaving the call. You're like, wait, I gotta leave. (laughs) I'm like, oh, he's texting Liv. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll start that question with, uh, with M. Um... It's it's fun. It's cute. My real true confession is I don't care about Anakin in this arc at all. <laughs> I, I don't he could be replaced you. by any other Anakin. He's just trying to do good things. I, I he could be replaced by any other Jedi or another clone. Well, in not Kiari Mundi. Not Not Kiari Mundi. Well, no, no, no. Thank you. Thank Preferably you. like Kit Fisto, Mace Windu, Obi Wan. <laughs> um, but like it's cute, and I do like seeing Padme again and I like seeing moments into Anakin and Padme's relationship where you're not like okay you sure are right in that relationship (laughs) it's good when it's not rocky dialogue he's choking her when it's actually everything's okay there's no physical alterations there's no mention of sand there's no mention of anything like that there's no uncomfortable mental abuse I'm looking at you Timothy Zahn (laughs) I beg like, your it... pardon, did you just slander Mr. Yes, Zahn? Oh, you're in the naughty books, Harris. You're in the naughty books. <laughs> that makes a funny point about, about Rex trying to cover for Anakin. Well, that I also like... He got caught too. How, how they're like... He's like, okay, let's go find my friend who I long thought dead, who is quite literally being held captive by our enemy. And Anakin's like, 
okay, but I need to call my girlfriend first. Excuse you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's use that. But it's like, Rex is like, we don't have time for that. And then Anakin's like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> We've got time if I want time. Thank you very much, sir. And Rex is like, can we just fucking go? Cause like, we don't even need approval. Let's go. And Anakin's like, no, I need to talk no. to my wife. Now you mentioned Padme, have you seen that deleted scene with the the boost energy put on the shuttle? I'm very glad that the Bad Batch are not like canonly sexist. That's really I'm glad that they're not, no. I just find it really funny. It's funny. Like the deleted scene, just the wreckage going, Yeah. Yeah. And then Anakin just looks at the camera and goes, They're taking that down. No, that's going. No, he doesn't say they're taking that down. He looks at Rex, you better make sure they take that fucking down. You're just like, damn, Anakin. I really hope that actually (laughs) instead he'd just get his lightsaber and just like shave it off. He just starts shaving the holes. (laughs) I like to think that somebody was like already formulating the Bad Batch and they were like, oh no, but like, what if we give them a kid? (laughs) They're like, what are we going to do with that then? So they're like, I guess we'll just not do it. Star Wars and Disney Star Wars. What if we gave masculine men a child? A but, no, I would uh, say the end result was very good. I, and what we're saying, yeah, it's like the results you, go. The yeah, like imagine giving they... a Mandalorian a child. Come on, I'm a herd of absurd. Why would they do that? Oh no! I yeah. Imagine giving Cassian Andor and Jyn Erso. Oh wait. Uh, oh. Oh no! You did not. They did say. Uh, they they did say. You know, Saw Guerrera. He's <laughs> an eight-year-old. Saw so He's never appeared in any Dave Filoni Star Wars projects, has he? Saw Guerrero no. Jr. Prequel. There is okay. one. Four, Four minutes. Baby. That does Five, not sound oh, like yeah. an appropriate title. Sorry. Okay, Bill. Really not an appropriate title. Okay, Bill. Shame. Shame. Sorry. Shame. Bad title. It was a bad title. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's go to uh, Brendan for the next answer to the question about the Clovis arc. Okay. So, the Clovis arc. We no, run the, the, no the, call the, the callback to the Clovis arc. Oh, with Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan running so, again. So, uh, I absolutely love the whole dynamic between Anakin and Padme hiding it and Obi-Wan completely knowing the <laughs> entire time. If you... Spoilers for Brotherhood. Get off my... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the I was trying to like, I haven't but, read it. Um, <laughs> I'm not here. Oh god, we're having difficulties again. The rat was just trying to prevent spoilers from coming out. It was. No, I'm like... curious. Did did you mute the microphone or did the mouse mute the microphone? <laughs> okay. It's a hell of the rat. The, the rat, rat ran onto my keyboard and caused chaos. Oh, the snitch. Okay. After I answered this, stay question. on the shoulder. So, yes, stay. But um, I absolutely love the dynamic of Obi-Wan knowing the entire time. Slight spoilers for Brotherhood. If you guys haven't read it, there is a part in the very beginning where Obi-Wan's like, he sees Anakin and Padme being close. And he's like, hmm, that's weird. That's <laughs> suspicious. And I th- I think it's kind of obvious that An- or Obi-Wan complete and utterly understands what's going on and just turns the other cheek besides a tease now and then but yeah he's um, just like i had my fun with the team <laughs> i trust yeah. you boy you wouldn't do anything as ridiculous as choke your wife and turn to the dark side would you 
Everyone's like, I had a secret child as well. Don't you? <laughs> Don't worry. Corky. This... Oh, yeah, but speaking yeah. of brotherhood, that was. I thought that was more of like, okay, I know what's going on, but I'm just gonna ignore. It. Like, I didn't yeah. really see it as like, mm -hmm. oh, that's suspicious. I saw it as more of like, just they're dating, aren't they? Under the rug, sweep under the rug, sweep yeah. under the rug. <laughs> Right. Kels made a really good point because we rewatched Attack of the Clones recently, um, and they said Tell like, me. "Oh, how, how different." Um, Come on, you monster. Pat or Anakin and Obi Wan's really or relationship could have been if Obi Wan was open about his relationship with Satine, um, and how that could have affected you know, uh, Anakin being open about his relationship or Padme or just like their dynamic in general. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's, yeah, not great. It, it's one of the things with Star Wars. The more you think about it, the more you realize how many different alterations could happen with just one different decision, one different conversation. That's the thing I love about it. It's just the infinite possibilities. Hence why Lucasfilm, if you're watching, give us a goddamn What If series, please. Done. I've settled for a better animal. Give us a what if series right. and just don't focus on the and entirely on the prequel trilogy because that's the easy option. Yeah. I will agree on that. If Tales of the Jedi better be the, the last oh, thing. That, for that a show while. is gonna be fantastic. It's Tales? gonna be fantastic. Oh my god. Oh, bro, the so, trailer was so good. Tales of the Jedi has some of the strongest potential of any TV show coming out for Star Wars, and people just aren't ready for it. Like I think the it's the most underrated. Oh yeah, so far. When we were at celebration, the, uh, we saw that 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 sneak peek. We yeah. saw the episode. Yeah, Harith, you were next to me. Can you recount? Was I sobbing like a man child, and was my beard yes. damp with my own tears? Yes, yeah. I was also sobbing like a child. As I don't well. think we're able to talk about it on here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay, right. I cried. Yeah. There you go. Well, we were uh, very emotional. It was as, as someone who has heard about it and has not seen it. Um, you guys do not have to confirm or deny, but I'm pretty sure uh, it reenacts a lot of Ahsoka's novel. Um, and I think Tales of the Jedi could be a perfect opportunity to bring in like some stories with Jedi that have only been seen in books or comics and bring them mm -hmm. to the screen doing adaptations like mm -hmm. Master and Apprentice and Dark Disciple. The Devil format of it is six episodes, three on Ahsoka, three on Dooku. And they're yeah, all in they're different not eras. Like, they're they call like... it Tales of the Jedi. They mean of <laughs> Tales of Two Jedi is what two they mean. But it, the, the, I think the entire idea with it was just Dave Filoni wrote some stories for these two characters and just went, oh, series! Because Dave Filoni. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, I um... just want them to acknowledge Real Avaros. Same, buddy. You were with us at the Bad Batch panel, right? No. Or were you not? I was not at any panel. Oh no, I said I said M. No, I you, wasn't there on Sunday. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna make him a point about uh, about how Dave Filoni uh, came up with the idea for Tales of the Jedi. It was like, oh, I, I was on my plane and let's come up with these thoughts, and he just it just triggered yeah. a light bulb in his head, and that was how it started. But I think it's really cool. It's, it's like a cool way to theorize a show. Again, I wish he did it with maybe some other characters. Well, except for Dooku. Dooku we need stuff for. 
Ahsoka, yeah, take it back. Yeah. She's take got her back. own series, seven series of the Clone Wars, and like. But Bale, you just... have to agree that episode that we we were we were luckily enough to see mm. was oh my god, it was so heartwarming. That's why I was crying. Yeah, that's why I was crying, Char. And I got to meet. I met Ashley after it, um, and I told her that I cried, and she gave me a hug. She was really sweet. <laughs> she was really nice. We love Ashley X Um yeah, no, she's an absolute legend. She took time to like talk to everyone as well. Sorry, going on an absolute side rant here. But, oh, um, no, no, no. We, we, we're already deep was, enough into the tangent. Keep going. Yeah, she was absolutely <laughs> lovely. Um, but yeah, uh, Tales of the Jedi, shortly summarized by three Muppets. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harith, get back on uh, scale to the next question. So again, they, they go all the way to the planet. They finally get down and they like Anakin gets like immediately captured by like a weird like flying monster and like Hunter's like starts like being creative and showing like again their differences and like grapple hooks to them and then like he jumps down and like scouts them out and then he's like hey here's my location why why if you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster, in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. In a storm that we show how heavily through this arc that's really unreliable with information, but we somehow got here. They finally all the way get down, all the way to there. They jump down, and then they're like, and tech starts translating what they're saying because they're just like shouting something. Anakin, Anakin being you know classic xenophobic self, just going, "What the fuck are you saying?" Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, Not Anakin being in. problematic. What? What a concept. <laughs> Oh, never no. before heard of. Never Luke's to happen again. character being problematic? Are you no. pulling my no. leg? <laughs> Anakin did nothing wrong? Question mark? What? Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. We're just going to dive past that point entirely. Those Anakin uh, stands. Okay. Before I break that. my own monitor. Anyway. Can we make this an Anakin hate podcast now that Luke's not here for one episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for this. You know what? I'm actually down for that. I, I, would. I was like, I don't think Luke would have let me get away with that. I don't think Anakin should be in this arc comment, so. <laughs> True. Cal's he probably would have gone, like, took he... aside as well. Guarantee, word for it, he would go, whoa, 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 and then gone on a little Nebraskan detour. Where, um, <laughs> like... Yeah, he'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you kidding me? That is not true no, 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 at no. all. Are <laughs> you shitting me? I think would be the correct. Go big red. No, I, I guarantee. Okay, this is this is just being on pod ones for so long with Luke. He's, he would have just been like, "That's an interesting point." Anyways, <laughs> yeah, in a private thing, I guarantee. If I said that to him, my God, I would essentially get a verbal beatdown. But anyway, enough slander of Lucas Egan because he's a lovely man. And without this, we would not all be here. So, 
You don't yeah. have to ask. And I you know, he's decided gonna go to join later. the guy last September. <laughs> <laughs> this Yay isn't about me. you, Char. <laughs> Stop making it about you. It was never about you. Well, actually, Char, I was the one that uh, like kind of met Luke first, so I'm kidding. I don't know if I'm well, I, ca- I became friends with Luke. I was the person that had to throw all my bags the second I got into my hotel room. Literally four seconds I got into my hotel room. They're like, oh, we're at downtown Disney. I was like, well, I guess I'm getting in. All right, all right. Back on, back on target. Back on the subject. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this later. Because I have so, some thoughts. Talk about them poll text. Okay. So, again, Anakin being Zeopoic. Tech translate to what he's saying, and then it goes back to like them basically being like, "We don't want the Republic here. We don't want the Separatists here. Get the fuck out!" And again, like it just goes back to like this common theme of like neutrality in the Clone Wars. So, how do the Poltikes, and then later on, we even see in this episode the Techno Union, further the techno drive like union. the theme of neutrality throughout this entire series? I'm gonna go with Brandon because I feel like because I feel like you know you're the Clone Wars like expert here compared to these two. <laughs> No, he's the Moncala. Excuse me. <laughs> there we go. How dare he's you? He's a naked Kid Fisto expert. Kid Fisto really big bad bitch fan. <laughs> what was the question again here? <laughs> I'll, I'll read hey, it again. Kid Fisto. Mind blank. Wow. Neutrality is a common theme throughout the Clone Wars. How do the Poltikes and the Technic Union differ from the other neutral parties we see in the Clone Wars? God, so like I don't the, remember like like like, like, the, like the farmers on Felucia and oh. people like that that don't want to participate. Or if you but want to at go the same the time, they have to. If you want to go with the Brotherhood yeah, example, they're like the trade federation. Can I say, can I say something? Yeah, you go, go ahead. Ahead. So it's it's kind of like me going, hmm, okay, I am not a member of a political party. Than me shelling out a hundred grand a month to Boris Johnson. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how neutrality works. They're not neutral. They say they're neutral because it gives them cool points and it means they can't get invaded by the Republic. Really, what they're doing is they're just like, we're completely neutral. Oh, Count Dooku. Oh, yes, he's your battle droids. And then back back to the thing. I was like, oh, sorry, Republic. I won't do anything there. We're neutral, mate. Bugger off. Jog on. But. Yeah, no, it's it's very cheeky. They're not exactly neutral. They're kind of just like putting the neutral badge on it, saying, "Yeah, we're definitely neutral." But if you if you go in the back, there's some really good separatist battle droids. But they're <laughs> totally neutral battle droids. They're not like gonna invade the Republic systems or anything. But yeah, it's it, it they're being cheeky gits essentially. <laughs> that also, I mean, you talked about the Techno Union a little bit. What about? Uh, do you have anything to say about the Poltex of like them being like oh, being invaded by Poltex. the Republic and separatists? Oh yeah, no, that's. Uh, I mean, the neutrality standpoint is incredibly interesting because there's obviously real life examples, but um, yeah, it's. I mean, to be fair, you can't blame them. If I was just, you know, if the say say the UK was completely separate from something else, and say America and Russia are at war, because let's be honest, they're not far off of it. Um, but God damn it, Alaska. Let's say, let's say for whatever reasons, the Soviets were here. They were making some really good, I don't know, whatever Soviets make. And then all of a sudden, an American plane crashes in, and they're like, "Oh my God, we've got to do stuff and like mess everything up for you." I'd, I'd probably be like, "Oi, bugger off back to your country. I don't want anything to do with it." Like, you could understand what's yes, it, you can, you can see both points of view. You can see the well, 
you know, they should be going with the Republic because they are actually trying to help them. It's like the, yeah, but they wouldn't need the help in the first place if, you know, they didn't come anywhere near them. Again, it's 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 a very interesting moral dilemma, which usually uh, has something to do with one group thinking they're better than the other. Um, and I think that is really the case here. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting standpoint. Yeah. Um, em, do you have anything else to add on neutrality, even though I know you haven't really watched that much of the Clone Wars? No, I mean, I just, I always uh, kind of think it's an interesting comparison to, like, neutrality in the Clone Wars versus neutrality, say, in, like, the age of the Republic, or um, Empire, where, like, you know, the reasons people do it are similar, but when you're neutral against the Empire, it's somewhat of an implicit, uh, uh, it, the word is but basically by n not fighting them you are supporting them um which i guess in the clone wars it could be kind of similar but you know in a lot of ways it's the same reasoning people want to take the easy way they don't want to be involved in a conflict that could damage their planet that could potentially lead to you know the death and destruction of them and the people they love yeah um, could I could I piggyback something onto that as well? Yeah. So this is a, I I forget the book. I believe it is Queen's Peril. I'm thinking of. Um, there's that, and there's the problem that will the Republic actually help them when they destroy their world? No. <laughs> nope. It's like saying, you know, would would uh, would America go to the Middle East if there wasn't oil there? Probably no. not. Like, it's, you know, they, they only really... They, the Republic itself is a very flawed system, and they're all very selfish. So they go, yeah, no, we're here to help you, in order for them to remove their enemy. But I've got a feeling that as soon as they were done, if they didn't have, like, a special hand... So I think, it, obviously, if they had someone like Padme or maybe Anakin involved, they might try and appeal it in the Senate or try and get something done. But I think nine times out of ten, they would just go into their planet, completely destroy it, and then just say, um, get in the waiting list. You got about two hundred years, mate, and then you'll get your rations. Derek, yeah, two hundred years plus trillions yeah. of seconds to go. <laughs> I mean, okay. there's a reason that uh, George Lucas drew on the Vietnam War for a lot of the, you know, original and uh, uh, prequel trilogy. Mm. The Mujahideen you know... were the good, or not the Mujahideen. Uh, um, the Viet Cong were the good guys in Star Wars, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but you like you know like might have been the good guys in real life but. but like we'll come into your country maybe with no clear plan destroy it and then when you know we have a ton of immigrants being like hey you destroyed my country can i come in here they're like no <laughs> you can't <laughs> the american way i'm kidding um destroy your country and then leave it yeah america yeah. I'm, I'm here for the american slander i'm here for it <laughs> yeah. as an american right. i'm here for it yeah. Usually when I'm with the American lot, I'm getting my country slandered. So I'm all for it. <laughs> you so, will, you will, we would save that slander bail for rebels when we talk about the Empire. That your, your time is safer <laughs> now. I don't quite know what you're talking about, Harry. We're Any almost at the, the end. Bail, I know, bail, I know a little bit about the, your current Prime Minister candidates. Don't get too comfortable there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to put in my two cents on the question... I think the neutrality is interesting because obviously 
it's not just a techno union. It's also, like you said, Harith, it's the Trade Federation and the Banking Clan, all these different organizations that are associated with both the Republic and the Separatists. It all goes back to capitalism. Capitalism in Star Wars. And these corporations are making money off of both factions. Um, they're citing the Separatists because the Separatists are going to give them more... They're offering more freedom in the galaxy to sell... to basically be a free market capitalistic system and without the tax to the republic and that's bad <laughs> that is really bad but um but yeah those kind of groups they're just profiting off of both sides um and yeah it's it, very bad <laughs> broken system yeah essentially so again moving a little bit along we finally get tech uh getting the signal back and you get this very like emotional scene with uh, Rex and Anakin as he gets the signal back of like Rex or Anakin being like, "Hey Rex, there's a possibility that Echo is dead. You got to just kind of accept that it's happening." And you get this like a very emotional speech of like Rex being like, "I rarely get to save my like brothers in battle. Like I usually have to deal with them dying. So like just let me have this one moment." Which, again, it kind of just shows like how different Anakin is from the rest of them. And then you finally get up. Uh, you get the funny like montage of like the Bad Batch being terrible at stealth and just going and guns blazing, <laughs> just killing everyone in their sight. Then they finally get to where Echo is, and you see this very like horrific sequence of like like aliens inspired, like even like Matrix a little bit with how Echo is tied into it of like him being tied in, and you get this very deep and traumatic scene with Rex and. Again, segueing into the question, Rex has experienced plenty of loss during the war, especially with the peers within the 501st. How does Rex seeing Echo foreshadow his own traumas that we later see in Rebel Season 3? Nose go. Ooh. <laughs> you really did do nose goes on here? <laughs> I did. Wow. Um, Brendan's like, Dale. I do not want to get cold call. This is Dale. not high school. They'll go ahead. <laughs> Can you repeat the question again? Just um, <laughs> a lot of information rattling in this little tin can, and I call a brain. Okay. So I think I got the I got the rough idea, but I want to make sure that I'm I've got the grip of it before I give my answer. Okay. Rex has experienced plenty of losses during the war, especially peers within the five hundred first. How does Rex seeing Echo foreshadow its own trauma that we later see in Rebel Season Three? Yeah. No. I there's definitely a loaded question. Um. Certainly interesting. I mean, I guess you kind of see a shadow of the grief that he experiences in Rebels within this episode. You see that momentary thing. But when you see it in Rebels, it seems more prolonged. So you've got these whole entire moments where he's just like, I've lost all my brothers kind of thing, I guess. That's the only thing I can really think to say in that regard. Um, again, we, we still don't know what happens to Echo post-Bad Batch. Why was he not on the ATTE? I want to know. I want him there. I want him and my his him and him and Rex they, to be my funky little boys again. They're going off there, doing their shebang on Endor. I, I want something to happen, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because I think this is 
one time where like you really get to see it's you know i think the rebels does a lot to try to not humanize but like really show that the clones and the bad batch are people who just like the jedi just like kanan did experience the war and lost people that they loved um and i think this is the first time or not the first time but one of the times in few times in rebels where we do really get to see rex start to process all of kind of the trauma that the war has brought on him in this way that like you know the clones you think are supposed to be designed to handle it because they were designed specifically to be these fighters but you've given them free will so that means that well, you've given them free will to a certain extent. Um, so that means that, you know, they're going to process, they're not just unfeeling robots like the, the droids are. They experience war as everyone else does. Um, so I think seeing the beginnings of this and like his relationship with Echo, um, but then it's interesting because you see him try to, I feel like, move past it really quickly. Where, like, it's kind of on to the next mission. He's like, oh, no, Echo. Or, like, you know, he he's like, oh, no, Echo, you want to stay? But, like, I think he's encouraged to see Echo getting back into it. Um, Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Pete Actor Portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills... Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. So... Like, I don't think, I think it's something that Rex cannot fully process until there's literally nothing else for him to do but process it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brendan, do you have anything to add on? I have uh, nothing to add to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, to give you a guys did a great job. Context, like when I was writing this question, uh, I was mainly thinking about the way Rex was reacting to Echo having that PTSD, because remember he pulls them out and then Echo's like traumatized about about like how he died and like he's, he's like the citadel and he's like gotta get back gotta get back to my brothers and he's just like and rex is just like horrified and it's just like like you kind of just see like that split second of like he's going through something and like echo's going through it and it's like it kind of again like it's, it's like subtly setting up that later on rebels he's gonna experience the exact same thing of like him not getting fully over the war and how like these emotional battles and damages and skirmishes that we see throughout the entire show is get it carry with them in his entire character arc 
So that's why I wanted to kind of just pinpoint touch that a little bit because it just to give you guys some like little insight to what I was thinking there when I was writing that. Did we ever see when Echo found out about Fives? I cannot remember. That was never really, yeah, that was never really touched on on this arc because I was surprised it wasn't put into a lot. That was one of the main. No, I don't think he was ever told. Yeah, it was one of the main complaints that people had about Bad Batch when it came out. They're like, there was no dark Echo story where it was going through trauma. Um, So I don't think it was ever really directly addressed. Um, I figured he knew because when Rex, I can't remember how when Rex, when uh, he came to find the Bad Batch and Bad Batch, and he was mentioning the chips, I would think he would mention Fives, but I can't remember. He probably would have said at some point to Rex, where's Fives or something along those lines. Given that when he woke up, he was reliving his quote-unquote final moments. So I I imagine it would have been addressed. I don't think... I think it was just done off screen. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I definitely wasn't done in Bad Batch because the bit, one of like the big complaints I was hearing was, wow, no Echo content. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't think it was addressed. Yeah, because off the top of my head of Fives, is the only time Fives is ever mentioned in this arc is when Rex is looking at the picture and you could see Fives in the corner. You can see Fives in it, yeah. Man. It's, it's a goddamn shame. I Fives is one of the best characters of the Clone Wars. You can't change it's my a very, mind. very well-written arc, to be fair. Yeah, and it's kind of strange in a show both in the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch that is such an emphasis on brotherhood and, like, trying to get your brothers back or protecting your brothers, how that wouldn't be something that is brought up. Um, especially given that, like, essentially Echo lost fives while he was not, you know, there to know and then is now then kind of, like, losing crosshair. Mm. Oh, God, actually, that's a parallel. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Hey, it's not as bad as... Uh... Probably when Kicks woke up. Ooh, oh, that must have hurt the worst. <laughs> Why do you have to say that? Oh, uh, I'm no. just gonna end uh, that this episode on what? <laughs> yeah, the, what like that's a like leave uh, the next question to Char because that was. Mm. Gonna feign deafness <laughs> to that. That was a gut punch and a half. Dooku was like, "Oh, you know about Order sixty six and Hippership? Take him out immediately. <laughs> Put him in a f- carbon freezing chamber or frozen whatever." All oh, right. that guy! I, I, yeah, I remember the one. In <laughs> two minutes. Bale was like getting emotional, not even realizing what we were referencing. Well, no, I, I think I had a rough idea, but I, I forgot Kicks was the one that went into like the cryo tube and then was like realized and yeah. Woke long, up during the sequel long trilogy. Story. It would be really yeah. cool if we got an animated uh, show about like after the sequels about like Ray, Poe, and Finn to continue their stories and Kicks showed up in that. Yes. Yay. Yes, Lucasfilm better be watching this. That's all I'm gonna say. Take the idea factor. <laughs> Gaming Take with Nathan. Notes. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. All right, and that ends the second episode of this arc. We will dive into the third episode. We are three fourths of the way there. Episode three of season seven on the wings of Kiradax and the plot summary. Gaming with Nathan. I don't know if you are new here, but um. Headphone warning, my plots and my readings for these Clone Wars episodes get very loud because oh, I do a Gilbert Godfrey impression, so brace yourself. All right. I'm here for this, and I, I got to head out. Three. Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, 
we'll say farewell. Uh, Brandon, where can the good people follow you on social media before you dip? You guys can find me on Instagram at Cloud City Pod. I do the the podcast Cloud City Conversations, where I interview wonderful people like Char and Luke and Harith. I have to bring Harith on at some point. Um, and I've talked to people like Chris Bartlett and other Star Wars content creators. Um, you guys, yeah, you guys can find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and look out for in the future when I do other kinds of content like gaming stuff char was there for the experiment that is not going to get released where we played among us for charity and we raised around 80 dollars to go to charities of their choices so look out for that kind of content yeah subscribe to the youtube channels go leave them a sub cloud city conversations there is an episode where luke and i are on there and we do have a very good conversation so if you want to go watch that it is in his youtube channel all right brendan See you oh, later. I'm here for the I'm here for the uh, the Godfrey, and then I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, yes, that's special, huh? You should tell Harris that because he's, 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 he's getting his money money's worth, right? He has right? prioritized. Wrong you know, you, because... you know what, Brendan? You should you should tell Harris to uh, be more grateful about Godfrey because you know yeah. you are, yeah. but obviously he wants to rank him really low. Okay, season seven, episode <laughs> three, on the wings of Kiradax. trapped on an unsanctioned <laughs> mission to rescue our trooper Echo. General Skywalker, Captain Rex, and the Bad Batch travel to Skanko Minor, headquarters of the Techno Union. After a harrowing encounter with the natives, our heroes infiltrate the city of Perkle, only to find themselves surrounded by Watambor's forces. <laughs> oh, cool. Here we go. All right. I was really Everyone in the chat, hopefully you people. still have ears. But, uh... I just yeah, love how we make these jokes. Like, like obviously it's more for the YouTube people. Like, oh my god, headphone warning. But like, I just imagine the Spotify listeners are just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Because I, I think I gracefully brace your ears. <laughs> All right, everyone in the chat, go ahead and give that your ranking. Uh, Brendan, I know that you have to uh, yeah. leave, so I will wish you farewell. Yeah. No, no, hope you, you have a well, great huh? remainder of your night. You guys, how are you? thank you. Have a good night, guys. See thank ya. you for joining. All right, so now it's just you two again from the start. <laughs> cool Back kids. to square one. All right, so we dive into the third episode, and the moral is survival is one step on the path to living. And we see that Echo is... Um, Echo escapes, of course. Um, Rex um, infiltrates their headquarters, and he gets, a.k.a. the Techno Union's property, which is Echo. And... Echo, after his escape, he became a very big help to the group. And he's the main reason why they even make it out of there. And they are successful with their mission because of what he knows with the Techno Union, all of their strategies, and everything that is involved. And once he escapes, Watambor is um, very, very angry because he said, I've spent years on this research. Go find my property. And, you got and, that bit at least. So <laughs> we all, we um, But anyway, speaking of Watson Bohr, uh, he claims Echo to be his experiment, uh, while Rex claims them as his own people. Like Rex sees Echo as his own person. How does this continue to differentiate between the Republic and the Separatists as seeing their soldiers as humans? and indiv individuals rather than the separatists seeing them as property. Well, 
I imagine it's just like I guess the separatists have their droids, so they just see, oh well, they're manufactured as well. It's the same thing. They're owned by the Kaminoans and they're loaned to the Republic. It's like, no, that's not how sentient life works. Um, but I imagine it's something across those lines. Oh, it's the bestie. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Alanis Bumgarner, what are you oh, doing here? You should be hanging out with your friends. That took every ounce of willpower in my awful vocal cords. Bestie, I'm oh, so sorry I led oh. you astray on that callous thing. You literally let her into a pit. <laughs> and my bestie, see, I'm sorry, Alanis. I really Bill. thought we had him this time. Bill, that took so much out of your vocal cords. How do you think I feel every single after every Godfrey? Oh, my. I mean, if you had to do all the Godfrey fightings like this, you'd probably be in a lot more pain. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> yeah, Alanis is in Philadelphia with our other third of our hosts, Lou Gagan, and they are having a good time. They're all hanging out and chilling. And I hope I hope Luke has gotten his Philly cheesesteak because I know that he's been he has he doesn't shut the hell up about that. So I hope he's Alanis, got it. He does. Make sure to say hello to Luke with my usual nickname for him. I don't think it should be displayed on the podcast because it is um interesting. It, it's very interesting. It's very is it vulgar? Huh? Is it vulgar? Is it is um, it very bad? It <laughs> uh, we'll go with it's not vulgar. No, it's just like it's it's it's, it's is, is it madly inappropriate? We'll we'll just go with that. It's kind of right. inappropriate, yeah. Just a Even bit. We, I'll tell okay, you so after we've ended we the live. Yeah, I was gonna say after the show, tell me what your opinion is because I'm kind of concerned for you and your. Uh... Oh, I would be concerned for me too, mate. Okay, all right. So, yeah. So oh, there he is. Oh, for God's sake! Here oh. the Eggman. Look what the cat oh, dragged in. Exactly. Right there. Wait, where's the comment? Where's the comment earlier? He probably scrolled up, saw it, and then scrolled all the way down. <laughs> he probably did. No, look, Wait. we were very complimentary in the end, though. Where we is it? Really Where's much. the comment? Uh, where is it? Oh, yeah, right here. <laughs> Ven, Ven, Ven is a is a longtime viewer of the show, and he knows he knows what goes on here, especially Luke, because yeah. Luke is always the one that's easily to read. He knows Luke is very, you know, one, two, three. There you go. So Luke, you kind of repeat yourself, and uh, Ven got you there. Unless you uh, did it by yourself. I can. Yeah, like hey, I called it <laughs> <laughs> verbatim. So, yeah. So just simply, how do you see? How do you feel that Watson Bohr sees Echo as property, while the Republic sees them as individuals? does the republic see them as individuals though well partially <laughs> i was like because i mean i well there we'll, is we'll, we'll specifically rex yeah i mean rex specifically i think because he has this experience of like you know he has to know that some people view him as just this tool to help win the war they don't think of him as a person with a personality and you know, feelings, they think of him in the same way as the battle droids, which are, they're there to fight for the Republic. Um, and so I think that's part of when you get down to it, like Rex understands even better than, you know, someone like Anakin, what it what it means to have someone think of you as property. Um, I... And 
to assert, you know, no, this is, he is his own person just because you have used him and, you know, if whatever done all this stuff to fit your needs doesn't mean that he still isn't a, a person who is worthy of respect and, and being his own thing of free will. Words. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually just reminded me of the, uh, it's in the fives arc, the clone bar. I could have yeah, seventy nine. like a bunch of like derogatory comments thrown at the clones when they're like out and about. And I think it, it is one of those things where anyone who's got like a heart and common sense would, would, you know, go, unfortunately the majority of people do not have either. So, you know, to the wide galaxy, I mean, I, it depends because you never really see. I would, I'd imagine the people of the Republic would never really see the individuality of the clones. So they'd just say, "Oh, they're just bred to do this thing, and they do it. They, they're soldiers. The soldiers, they follow orders. That kind of thing. Like, you know, if they're good soldiers, then they follow orders. That's a dumb joke, but regardless, um, but Ironic. like, yeah, it, it seems to, yeah, no, I, I, what M said, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And like, it, I mean, it's interesting too to think like how you know you have this big arc about oh like no he's this own person but then like in what like months <laughs> their their uh, clones will be discarded by the empire because they no longer have purpose they didn't view mm. them as humans they mm -hmm. once again they view them as tools that had been uh outstayed their usefulness so just get rid of them god damn it war mantle I'm a heart. You <laughs> not a fan of him. Not a fan of him. Yeah. So after that us. happens, after Echo escapes, they go on this giant pull to escape because Echo says, because he has a whole readout in his head of the facility, and he says, "There's only one way, and you're not going to like it." But you got to tight. You got to go on this pull that stretches out all the way across. There's no nothing to catch you on the bottom, and. Obviously, you know, Wrecker with his little fear of heights. I don't <laughs> like heights. Uh, and, <laughs> and they get trapped and they get cornered. And there's George shooting them from each different side. They see him come from the side that they're going to. Hunter says, go back. And then they're getting trapped in the middle. And then little did they know. And then, wait, I'm, from, I'm forgetting who fell off first. And then... Um, wasn't it Tech remember, and Echo jumped off, or it was Tech and they, Hunter jumped they off first? fell off. No, they were falling. Remember, they were hanging, and then oh yeah, you're right. The, yeah. the Kiradax called them, which is in essence the the name of the title of this episode on the wings of Kiradax. Um, they escape. They go back to the uh, to the native village uh, where they sleep, where they reunite with the Poltex, the natives, and obviously the they are aware that. Uh, they are the the droids are going to follow them, and um, and this is where things get interesting. And that is the end of episode three of this arc. And now we dive into episode four, the final episode of the Bad Batch arc. Are the Bad which, Batch prominent as much in this one? They are. Are they, they still are. prominent? I can't remember this episode as well. Uh, this is the one where um you know crosser throws the things on the wall oh yeah wait i think that might be the one or that, that might yeah be the, it, the yeah. last one is the like 
yeah he does the wall shot That's and like big, tech big has quite a bit of banter with echo like this really sets yeah. up their dynamic yeah because all right season three... seven episode four. Oh, good lord the the last episode aka unfinished business <sighs> headphone warning reunited with the help of the bad batch Captain Rex rescues his old friend, Art Trooper Echo, from the Techno Union. The Separatist's loss of Echo's strategic algorithm provides a chance for the Republic to turn the tide in the Battle of Anaxis. Char, my darling, you get another 10 out of 10. Thank you. Harith is probably not going to give me that. But not. Hey, I appreciate that. Everyone in the chat, go ahead and give your rankings, and let's dive into the episode. Harith, take the reins. Again, they finally arrive back to the base. Uh, just like the beginning of the first episode, it's a meeting between Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, Anakin, Rex, Cody, Evan. Echo tries to butt in, and Echo is like, again, this is going back to episode two. Echo is dealing with his own trauma, and so is Rex. And Echo is like, I want to come in. I want to come in. And Rex calls him a liability. Again, segue into the question. This is one of the few times in Clone Wars we have seen Rex can get over his personal attachments as going to far as calling Echo a liability. How does this in turn contrast with Rex against the Jedi Order and how he's serving his own brothers? Again, how the Jedi refused to do that with attachments? Eeny, meeny, <laughs> miny, mo. I need, I need a spiked baseball bat. Eeny, meeny. Wrong <laughs> franchise charge. I beg your pardon. Um, I, I, I was, I was like, when did Steve Harrington do? That? I was like, no, when did... no, no, no. That's... I is the Walking Dead. I don't like Walking Dead. Steve Harrington. Only, that thank that you is very much. true. Steve Harrington did have a spiked baseball bat in Stranger Things season four, but uh, better, yeah, better no... spiked baseball bat. I've seen both of them compared. That one just had nails in it. Oh no, yeah. no, Steve's one had nails in it. I prefer Steve's one. That's what I meant to say. Not the. <laughs> I don't know the difference between either of them. I'm trying to make a dumb comment, and it's really not worked. <laughs> the tangents we've came on. Wow. Welcome yeah. to Pod Ones. Words are fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so to me, who wants to go first? Talking about how uh, Rex feels like Echo is a liability in the battlefield. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you understand where he's coming from. Like he did just come out of like this cryo chamber thing like yeah. he's clearly not fully recovered um but yeah. it's interesting like yeah how it feels like that is kind of a jedi thing to be able to assess like you're just you know liability can't have this attachment to you personally but it's also like comes out of i think care of like i just don't want to see you be hurt again or put in a situation where yeah. like you could potentially be captured, especially since they are specifically <laughs> the one that they're after. Um, mm. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, then yeah. It's, and then it's interesting because, you know, in the contrast to, I think of then like when we see the Bad Batch, but also like going forward into the series, how like the Bad Batch never really see that in Echo. Like he is always someone that is, welcome and like helpful in battle someone that they want to have by their side um so that's kind of an interesting setup for that then if like this whole thing is kind of like 
embracing the ways in which Echo has changed as a person that like you could maybe make the similarity as Rex struggles to accept Echo as he has changed the Bad Batch because they didn't know him before they only knew him as this are eager to accept him and, and also understand him like in the end kind of in a way that the other clones can't mm. I think it's it's really just Rex coming to realize that the person he's found is not the person he lost um and he comes to realize kind of all the horrors that Echo must have been through. And I think, yeah, it, well, it goes back to what Em says. It's the, are you okay enough to go back into... And it is just that battle between what is right and what you want to do. Uh, it's it's an interesting conflict. That is, it's kind of the one of the few we kind of see in the Clone Wars with this specific kind of situation, but... It's it's very interesting to see because obviously, as as a viewer, you're just like, well, just just trust Echo. He's cool. He's fine. But again, there's then then it's like, well, are they going to just pull like I think something out of the hand to go? Psych. He's still a separatist, and like do what they're doing with Crosshair now, where Crosshair's like brainwashed for the Empire or whatever. Well, we don't really know what's going on with Crosshair, but he, my 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 point kind of stands. Um, <laughs> Like the kind of uncertainty of of where he is, what's going on, um, and it's a really interesting dilemma to see portrayed on screen. Yeah, yeah. And um, Kenny in the chat, uh, Darkman eighty six brings up a a very good point. He learned how he learned how because he's not a droid. He learned to put the needs of the mission in front of needs of his brothers. Yeah, and yeah. and I feel like when we, we we were discussing a lot about Rex's emotions and his feelings, I saw it as like. Rex, I feel Rex is afraid not so much that Echo was with the Separatists for as long and he feels like that he might not be as trustworthy since he was in that state of um, of torture and torment and confusion. But also the fact that maybe he doesn't want to lose Echo again. Yeah. He's afraid that he might lose him in the battlefield because he can't get over the fact that he found him again after him... Um, going with such a tragedy with what happened on the citadel so mm. it's not even the fact that because he wants to finish the mission but he doesn't want to win it he doesn't want to finish it with the cost of losing echo so that's just my thought uh, uh harith any uh any thoughts that you have to say about uh rex and echo well, I wanted to touch on what Bale was bringing up because, like, I found it very interesting because I remember the conversation around this episode before he came out was what Echo was or Echo Tech was saying about Echo about how oh is he is he really with them is he an agent is he still with the Separatists I remember like that was so because when this was released it was all released week to week like Bad Batch and everyone was like wait is Echo really loyal to the Republic and like I remember that being the conversation but no after rewatching this arc as a whole because again I haven't really watched it since it was fully released because I haven't really gone back to this arc that much up until we started doing this podcast so going back to seeing it I agree with Char's point of view of like I really see it as Rex is being like I don't want to lose Echo because I can't go through that emotional trauma once more so that's how I view that and again I made the note of comparing it to the Jedi because I find that very interesting that like the clone that has the most attachment issues is an Anakin's Legion so I find that a little <laughs> bit interesting like the two his leader and him are like having bleeding issues. Yeah. Yeah. Spot well, on I also, 
I also can't help but think like how many times it might have been good for someone in the Jedi Order or somebody, especially Obi-Wan, to be like, hey, Anakin, maybe you sit this mission out. <laughs> maybe maybe we don't throw you into some like emotionally like volatile, yeah. like, you know, sending you against the man who cut off your hand. Like that's, there, there's a lot of baggage there. <laughs> or after slave traders. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the best idea, is oh, it? Oh, God. <laughs> Flashbacks not, not a good idea. Really, not a good idea. But moving I'm along, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this question. Yeah, go ahead, Harris. Yeah, but another one. Moving along, there's a lot coming up. This is the episode with all the questions <laughs> because three was really the shortest episode in all of Clone Wars, so we had to jam pack everything into this episode. <laughs> so moving along, we see the the Anakin and and the Bad Batch and Rex are an Echo are on one side and then Mace and Obi-Wan are on another front. Like Again, it's like a two-front type system. It's like them are stealthing in and because, again, the Separatists don't know about Echo being lost because Watt Tambor is an idiot. And then you have Obi-Wan and Mace sneaking and like pretending they're the actual front of the battle. And you get this very hmm. cool, like, I think it's one of the best scenes in Clone Wars of Obi-Wan and Mace coming in and Mace Windu like negotiating with the droids and like cause you like like that joke of like like we never tried this before like, we're just trying new things this arc and like and obi-wan is just like that didn't fucking work you dumbass mm. <laughs> then you get like all the way into like echo Bill, put down your lightsaber <laughs> stop touching <laughs> the staff the ray switch is really tantalizing i apologize <laughs> you're just like <laughs> Wait, you to... look at it uh, it's so cool. Sorry, serotonin boost. No, you're, you're good. Again, you get <laughs> Echo like getting into the switch and Tech being like, "Don't do that, you dumbass! Don't do it." <laughs> and again, Echo like learns everything that's going on, gives him a false plan, and Anakin's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go tell Mace." And again, it's kind of a, another callback to uh, season six again because Anakin's like, "I promise it wasn't me this time." <laughs> so. He tells them the plan of, like, we're going to send more battle droids after you, and then we're going to kind of just shockwave destroy them. And so, I want to note this because I found this to be very interesting. After Anakin tells Mace Windu the plan that Echo came up with, he seems to go along with it. How does this juxtapose the stereotype that we commonly see people make of Anakin and Mace's relationship? Because, again, that's a dumb fucking stereotype. <laughs> yeah, that relationship. Well, I mean... People see Revenge of the Sin and just goes, well, Mace just hates Anakin. It's that simple. Uh, it's 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 really not. It's a lot more nuanced than, nuanced than that. I really think that they don't actually have a bad relationship. It's just that when someone acts like an arrogant little man-child, they're going to get treated like an arrogant little man-child. Like, if I went into my work next Monday morning and went, I want a pay rise. I deserve a pay rise. I need a pay rise. And then they went, Kindly, we do not op open and give you a pay rise. And I went, this is outrageous. You could understand why they might not like me. Um, but I think really with, with Mason Anakin, it, it's it's actually not that bad of a relationship. Unless, until you like get into the, the, the stuff with the Chosen One and all that nonsense. But I think it, it, it kind of just does show they're more just like co-workers, like uh it's it's like a work it's purely a work relationship like obi-wan is a work relationship and then they get drinks at the bar after with mace it's like a work relationship and i'll i'll see you next monday and we'll have no contact with you until next monday 
kind of relationship. It's like it's 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 just very strictly set within the confines of the Jedi Order, so they're never really like close. Yeah, I feel like people forget that like Mace is working for like he's looking at a perspective of, like what is best for the Jedi and like what is best for the Republic. So yeah, right now Anakin's plan is working. It's a good plan. He's doing a good job. He has to be master. He has not proven himself. That's not a time yep. that, that that's not going to be in, you know, what the Jedi need. It's not what Anakin needs. So I think that like paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Mace doesn't have some personal vendetta against Anakin. <laughs> he just is trying to do what he thinks is best for the order and like by extension, like the other people. And that's a lot of people that he's kind of in charge of trying to help and also when you add on top of that that he's then like a uh, like a general in a war so he has on top of that that pressure it's it's a lot um and i doubt that he has the energy to really expend towards holding a personal <laughs> vendetta against a 25 year old <laughs> can't say i can't blame him honestly <laughs> but you know there's there's a specific reason that Mace gets judged more harshly than a lot of other characters. Wonder what that could be. Anakin's actually <laughs> 22 at this time. Oh, even younger. He's, He's my age. Oh I mean, and he God! Can I master? Imagine Shah with a lightsaber. I'm already taking a seat. So I, just, I mean, you can't say but, that. I just find it ironic yeah. that Anakin at 22 was like, "I want to be a Jedi Master," and Obi Wan's like at 25, still a Padawan. And he's just like. Oh. <laughs> I'm still yeah. here. Like, can I, can I just Come a on, knight, please. 
Not in no, this... but 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 the the apologists will get around that. Yeah, like, literally, I, I don't know if any of you have had the pleasure of reading the Revenge of the Sith novelization. Anyone that knows me is that I'm a Revenge of the Sith cretin. I love that film. I know it's a very basic thing, and a lot of people, you know, they're like, yeah, normal. Shut up. I like the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my point, all right? I like all of them. This one I like more. Anyway, Revenge of the Sith novelization is a very good excerpt, and I would recommend reading the novelization. It's not canon, no, but it's very good. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say? Is it the how do you want to say Char is the coolest guy ever? <sighs> that thought would never cross my mind. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, Char. Uh, <laughs> it was something to do with mastery. I've completely forgotten. It's that Anakin is always like, I'm the most powerful. That's not what it is to be a Jedi. You're supposed to be a peacekeeper. It's like, <laughs> it's like saying, oh, I want to be a politician. Look at my shooting range results. I've done really well in the range this week. <laughs> and like, why not make me your new MP or whatever? It's like, well, actually, I'm going to do the, the geezer that, you know, helped a bunch of kids in a food bank. That's more my cup of tea rather than the guy that just shot a picture of someone for 20 hours or whatever. Like It's it's more like you're not understanding the full picture. It's just the very kind of narrow-minded child approach of life and work and things like that. It's it's very dumb. Yeah, but you guys, anyway, you, right you guys both made really good points. Yeah. Like when you touch the surface of uh, their relationship, when you just watch Revenge of the Sith, it makes you feel like that Anakin and Mace, or Mace has a grudge against Anakin. But in this instance, where Mace Windu agrees with Anakin's plan with Echo, and then Anakin's like, "We got it done," and then Mace is like, "May the Force be with you," and then it's end. It's like, yeah. there's, I mean, like you may feel like that there's some animosity between the two, but in reality, they're just trying to do their jobs. I won't lie. Mace does occasionally have a bit of a short temper. Oh, he does. But that's kind of it. (laughs) And as tempers go, what happens when Anakin gets his temper touched? (laughs) Oh, oh, Clovis's face was not treated kindly. Um, But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting comparison. But again, you can you can judge both characters in 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 that regard. Um, But it's 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 most definitely nowhere near as black and white as people make it out to be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's critiques for both. Definitely more for Anakin. Anakin is an unstable man child. But you know, yeah, it's 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 certainly an interesting conversation to have. But it 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 does really just show that all the people that were just like, well, if Anakin was just given his seat in the council, he wouldn't have killed a bunch of kids. It kind of silences that. But yeah. Again, speaking of Anakin slander, let's get on to dark side Anakin in this arc. Oh, when he figured that because. Trench was like, wait a goddamn minute, I gotta put a backup plan into this whole idea because I got got. And he's like, I'm gonna just activate the bombs on a Nexus. And Anakin's like, I know how to solve this in the very Anakin way possible. Mm-hmm. Show up and start killing the, people. He didn't take the Thrawn Alliance's approach, that's all I yeah. will say about that. Um, strike. <laughs> <laughs> Thrawn would probably actually be like, yeah. yeah oh no, no, he'd love Anakin. So valid, yeah. kid. <laughs> That's why they get along. I will say, I think the reason I like Anakin is because he's flawed. 
a lot of people take the 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 the, the, the standpoint of no, I like him because he's good and he's like me. I'm like, if you would like take one decision and like within the space of a week go from loving an order to just committing genocide on it, I worry about your mental state and I think you should seek help. Um, but it's I've completely forgotten the question. Okay. I didn't, I didn't say the question. I, I was just talking about Okay, it's like, I think there's, like, it's interesting, too, when you see, like, Anakin operating in this way. When you remember that, like, the Jedi are supposed to, like, really honor life. Um, yeah. And, like, it's really interesting thinking to, like, the High Republic, where you have people like Elzar, who, like, when they act out in such a way that Anakin does, they feel ultimately very bad about it or like in shadow of the sith when luke talks about how he doesn't relish having to kill people he doesn't yeah. relish the deaths of his enemies even you if they are seeking to harm way. him um yeah and that's something that you, yeah you don't see that as much in anakin and this is just kind of one example of it and you understand it because like yeah it's a war this is a bad guy but i think when you're specifically looking at it from the perspective of he is a Jedi and not just like some random yeah. trooper or soldier, yeah. that is when it gets into like, oh, he is missing a core tenet of what the Jedi are really supposed to be. Exactly. Um, I want to draw the example back. Uh, Emma, have you had the, the joy of reading Thrawn Alliances? Not yet. <laughs> you got to get on it. But um, there's a there's a moment where Anakin does a thing I'm not going to dictate the thing he does. I think you already hinted horrible. at it earlier in the podcast, Bale. <laughs> yeah. That thing is fucking horrible. The thing does a lot of damage to a lot of people. And the he shows no remorse for the thing. And uh, Padme may or may not say, oh, I can't get through to him about these things when he's in that mindset. He will just do the thing. I'm like, red flags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like ooh, but i like let's get ooh, to sorry. like that that wouldn't be maybe something that would be as concerning too if you if you are not looking at it from the point of view he has taken he has asserted himself as a jedi, he's a jedi or, he's taken who vows. are supposed to think about those things who are supposed to be able to look at stuff with like i guess a sort of clarity and like objectivity exactly no i completely agree but uh go, going back to the admiral trench scene um is he being a bit of a stinky boy? Yeah, he's been a bit of a stinky boy. Is the scene incredibly well done and has some very cool theme? I would say so. I think they they have a cut to the Imperial March, don't they? Yeah, it's very yeah, like it's very subtle, subtle playing in the background. There's one thing I love about Anakin being a man child. It's the switches to the Imperial March every time. <laughs> Hits the spot. It's the spot. But no, going back to like, like even like Trench in that scene is talking about like the core tenets of the Jedi. And he's like, he's like, you wouldn't dare strike me. That's not the Jedi thing to do. And Anakin's like, all right, I'm not a fucking, I'm a different type of Jedi. He's just like, I'm not a coward. He's like, oh shit, Anakin. Yeah, it's just, I'll throw the wheels out the window occasionally. I mean, and the, the thing is, I, don't, I just don't think the Jedi, I think he gets... Sorry, this is going to sound like a really stupid thing. If any of you read Harry Potter, yes. you know, like at the beginning, where like Harry does a bunch of illegal man magic, and Cornelius Fudge is just like, "It's Harry Potter. He's fake." 
I feel like that's kind of what the Jedi Council do with Anakin to like an extent. Like he's the chosen one. We can't really push him away because we kind of need him. Like it's it's a similar kind of thing. So he could just get away with the dumb shit that he does. Well, I say dumb shit. Uh, the atrocities and war crimes he commits. I mean, uh, even though you know war crimes aren't necessarily a thing in Star Wars, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> but no, you guys like perfectly hit the nail on the head with that uh so again anakin and again kills trench gets the information and tells mace would do the final number of the the bomb they deactivate it you get the really cool scene of like uh wrecker and crosshair showing off you get like wrecker just running through a bunch of like droids and like destroying them like they're nothing and then crosshair one-ups him with the throwing like the switches and like shooting them and like with his remote Oh, that I gotta bring that up because, like, it, I love how Anakin like immediately like knows what like Wrecker's there thinking. Is like, Wrecker's hey, Wrecker, I got a gift for you. And like, I noticed this on my second viewing. Like, if you look in the corner when he gives him like the switch, Crosshair is just a, like visibly just pissed off. He's just like, oh my fucking god, just tutting. <laughs> this and is the happiest wiping out tears. of my life. <laughs> That's one of the I things love I loved him. as well about seeing D Bradley in, on like a stage was the fact that he could just do all of the Yeah, voices. he did all of them at the Bad Batch panel. He was it doing was every single voice he impression. And he like, it wasn't like, there was no delay. It was like within seconds he was flipping between all four. You're just like, how? Do you, your D brain Bradley is Baker that. is so talented. If He's I met so D talented. Bradley Breaker, Baker and he talked to me in Wrecker's voice, I would cry. You, I should, would cry. Did, you should have done the photo up or the... I don't like heights. Right. I thought about it. <laughs> but yeah... I yeah, I get it. It's sweet right Where's my Lulu? <laughs> I love him. Can Let's you, blow something up. Can you just play Ben's comment? <laughs> just my favorite part is how gently Rekko Jenny? presses the day. I know. <laughs> this is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> and then you see the whole entire Separatist fleet explode. Bosh. Done. Love to see it. Again, it's, it's an amazing moment. And then finally they arrive back at the base and you get this scene of like Obi-Wan being like, or not Obi-Wan, Anakin being like, oh, you guys, you get your awards and your acclimates and the Bad Batch being like, fuck that shit, we don't do that. <laughs> and then you you finally see like uh, Rex walking back thinking Echo's going to follow him. And then Rex is like, you know what? If you're going to feel like you're more welcome with the Bad Batch, I would accept that decision. And he finally gets this like very wholesome like moment of like them finally like Echo finally being accepted into the Bad Batch as a saluting, and again, and this is a theme like we've seen throughout this entire four episodes with the themes of Reg. So I want to I was gonna save it till the very end just to, like touch on this because I think it ties back into the moral of like the trust places the trust earned. So during the entire duration of this arc, we see the Bad Batch stereotyped as Regs and like how they're beneath them. With Echo's decision to finally join the Bad Batch, how does this complete his character growth in, for Clone Force 99? I mean, I've always kind of assumed that part of the reason they don't like regs is because as we see in the Bad Batch episode, the regs don't like them. Like, I think there's a reason why oftentimes... Uh, specifically you see Wrecker because he is the strongest he's the most able to like physically defend them especially someone like uh, Tech or Crosshair um, that like clearly they're a little defensive <laughs> when people are trying to pick on them and Wrecker clear- clearly is used to jumping Especially- in and defending them 
Especially um, in that episode one of the Bad Batch, you see in like the Camino and like uh, what's it called? Canteen, I guess. The corridor, yeah. or no, no, the the cafeteria. The, yeah, the cafeteria, yeah, well, they're all in yeah. there. And they're just flipping things. Yeah. Yeah, like um, so I think it's. I mean, I think too, but then you see like they do have like respect for specific ones. Like they really do seem to like Cody for the most part. Um, they trust him. They come to really trust Rex. Um, and then yeah, I think accepting Echo into it, but like I think who like part of accepting Echo is because Echo no longer fits into the regs. Like if he went back, it's kind of this opportunity that Echo would always, I think, feel a little out of place because you know he's no longer like the other clones but with the bad batch they're not like the other clones to begin with so there he can find comfort in the fact that he isn't like anybody else but that's okay because he's with other people who aren't like anyone else and they're also not because of that are not going to to judge him and are willing to really accept him. Um, I think it's very similar to the way that they like we then see them accept like Omega in um the the bad batch like clearly besides just like you know her gender like clearly she is different than the other clones and because of that they feel a kinship with her um paid actor portrayal i didn't see it coming life can be so unpredictable after losing my dad it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me the mortgage car payments and all the other bills Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. So I think that is one. And I I also think it's interesting how they do set up this like, maybe the bad badge will trust the regs and like, it'll be okay. okay. And then the next time we see them, they're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and then you see uh, Wrecker and uh, Rex with, with yeah. Wrecker holding him up in the air. 
yeah you've gone then, some like, on your own size <laughs> yeah and like the other like when they're like uh you know but then in the bad batch they're like we're the only people who like didn't kill all the jedi and we feel a little uncomfortable here <laughs> right now uh and then crosshair is like quietly in the back like huh interesting yeah. <laughs> but then like you kind of see uh almost something similar than too with like hauser like then you know Trust is can be built with clones like the regs, like Hauser or Gregor. Um, Absolutely. I don't know if that answered the question. No, no, I think that I think you perfectly hit the nail on the head on that one. So again, that wraps up this arc. And Char, you know what time it is? It is time oh, for the uh, three interesting facts about the arc. All right, yippee, woohoo, haha, yeah, haha! Ooh. You you're doing the thing that you're known for. What what a concept? <laughs> yeah, look at me go. All right, surprise, ready? Surprise. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 39, the Bad Batch Arc Edition. Fact 1, drastic changes for Mace Windu. Mace Windu underwent quite a few updates for his appearance in this season. His Star Wars The Clone Wars body was always very slim, similar to Anakin's rather than the more solid build we see in the live-action films. Mace now has a thicker neck, bulkier chest and torso, shorter tabards, and boots that are a closer match to those worn by Samuel L. Jackson in the prequels. This is also the first time that Mace Windu has had eyelashes. Yay, he's got eyelashes. <laughs> Back to Skako Miner's first appearance. Skako Miner is the home of Techno Union and Skakoan people. This is its first appearance in animation but it first appeared before in the 2016 Marvel comic, Dr. Aphra, number 15. Fact three, a realistic demise. Upon his death, Admiral Trench lies on his back with his legs curled in, mimicking the death of a real-world spider. And there you have it. Those, those are the three interesting facts about the Bad Batch arc. I have a fourth interesting fact you didn't mention. Oh, shoot. The base at the beginning of the first episode is the same as the base that they salvage from in Rebels in season two. Two? Yes. Anaxis is in Rebels, but it's also floating. So, Yes, it's kind of had it's had some uh, lovely bombings. Let's just say that. Um, Lovely. Yes. It it kind of just got like uh, Sokovia'd, I guess. Essentially. So true. And I already mentioned the Padme wearing her Mustafar outfit in Revenge of oh, the Sith yeah, and that scene. And then I also I mentioned this to Char throughout this entire arc. If you pay attention to the background, there are a bunch of like like recruiting posters. So it's like they have to like weirdly recruit the clones and the staying in the battle. Yes. No, I know that there's one like included in the Lego Bad Batch show. This is oh uh, this like my that's like the when we were talking about like the Vietnam War connections, like that being a whole thing but also just like echo's entire arc of like him basically being a uh, like a prisoner of war who then is disabled and like doesn't really seem to have like and then especially when like after the war ends does not have like the proper support from the government that put him in the war in the first place to like heal um mm. and then like yeah basically having to like recruit people to stay in the fight because like when the fight's been going on so long and you feel like nothing's actually happening and you're starting to wonder oh, why did we even get into this in the first place maybe we were lied to about why we were led into this fight and they're like trying to get you to stay in mm. interesting it's a very interesting connection 
I need right. to study history more is what I've learned from this <laughs> this episode of I the Pod Warns podcast. I think you do from a lot of conversations we've had, Bill, but it's time to <laughs> rank the episode. Because I don't know about American history doesn't mean I don't know enough. All right. You don't even know more history about your own country. Of course I don't. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. Look behind me. There's nothing nerdy about this room. <laughs> Shush, <laughs> Harry. Political science majors. <laughs> All right, Em, you are new to the show. I'm not sure if you are familiar or have seen how the rankings work. So how we rank this arc is simple. So Youngling is bad, Padawan's okay, Jedi Knight is good, Jedi Master is great, and Grandmaster is chef's kiss. So let us know what your ranking of the arc is, and everyone in the chat, go ahead and comment down below what you think is the ranking of this arc. Uh, Bill, we'll go with you first. Ah, okay, so this arc is very good. Sets up the boys. We love them. Um, we could have had more Wrecker funny moments. <laughs> we could have had... See, the thing is with this, it has a few standout moments, but like overall, it's not like a standout kind of thing. So I, I'm going to go with Jedi Knight on this one. It's good. It could be better. We could have had more record content. That would have easily gotten it to a to a Jedi Master. But I, I'll I'll stick with the Jedi Knight, I think. I think okay. that's a fair place to put it. Okay. M? I'll put this at uh, Jedi Master. I absolutely love the Bad Batch. Uh, I got attached to them. I think this arc does a really great job of getting you attached to them very quickly, of giving you a sense of their personalities and their dynamics, which I think leads really well into them having their own show. Um, like I said, I'm not particularly fond of like Anakin um, in this arc. But overall, my love of the Bad Batch, particularly Wrecker, uh, just outweighs that. Um, and I think that it's a, a great little setup and fun little intro arc to what originally is a really odd concept, if you think about it. My, my sister explained this concept to me when I did not really know what the Clone Wars was. And she was like, well, basically, there's these like four clones and they're like, mutated them to do stuff better and i was like that is so stupid <laughs> but it's actually very fun <laughs> and it's oh, one yeah. of my favorite parts of star wars now <laughs> yeah i think the bad batch is one of the, the best things that happened to star wars in fact because we, and... we knew when jango fed died his genetic uh structure was starting to uh deteriorate mm. and it was bound to happen and I'm so glad that they made him. So, yeah. yeah to be fair, um, my favorite type of my favorite style character, style character is literally a Pantoran with an eye condition. So, you know, it's 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 a it's a funky old world, Star Wars. Who are we to judge? <laughs> but before I would have ranked this arc, like after watching season seven for the first time week to week, I would have gave this Jedi Knight. But after rewatching this arc, I feel like this is one of the more underrated arcs in all of Clone Wars, so I'm going to move it up to a Jedi Master. Mm -hmm. Okay, That's a fair point. It gets overlooked. I think it's the, 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 the Martinez sisters arc is not one that I enjoy overly. Martez. Martez. Yeah, get the name right. Martinez? I don't know why I had Martinez. I apologize. Martez sisters arc. Don't enjoy it greatly. Didn't particularly enjoy it. It was, it was alright. Um... I feel like that usually overshadows the Bad Batch arc in my head. Like, I usually just go, last arc. 
Siege of Mandalore. Siege of Mandalore. That's the only thing in season seven, right? Just the Siege of Mandalore. It, it, it tends to just, like, overwrite everything else. But um, I, I completely agree with you on the fact that it definitely is underrated. Charles, where would you rank this? I'm giving it a Jedi Master. I just love how well the Bad Batch was introduced in this arc. They gave us so much weight to their group and this is we see them for about an hour and we love them and the in the way that star wars looked at our response to the group and decided like hey let's make a tv show about these guys so we can continue clone wars after and you know it's all said and done and i love i love the story of them and that and then we see we see echo join when they're involved in this in this for the first time and then the next time we see them we see omega join the group so i feel like that their story just keeps and keeps on growing and with the with the season two of bad batch coming here in the next two to three months or the next two months it's going to be it's going to be crazy and for us being able to see um some of the bad batch for the bad batch panel it just it just makes us more and more excited for what's to come with that group and i just love that echo and rex's dynamic was just super powerful in this arc so yeah i give mine a jedi master solid ranking mate so yeah and then in the chat we have pat who says a jedi knight and we also have ven skywalker that also says jedi knight so only way you can get to jedi grandmaster if thorn was in it is thorn going to be in it oh no Bale, are you going to give Teach of Mandalore a Jedi Master just because Thrawn isn't in it? I'm honestly, I'm tempted. I'm very <laughs> Bale's going to throw the entire ranking no, off for all. No, I might even give it just, just the lowest ranking possible just because of no Thrawn and see how people react. I think, yeah, I think that might be the. Bale's going to do go. exactly what Chris did when he was on for the, uh, the Ahsoka oh leading the Order he, arc, he where he completely tipped shit. the scales. We were like, oh, Jedi Master, Grandmaster, Master. And then he says Padawan, and it shifts the entire, entire <laughs> ranking. And I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, I mean, hey, Bale. Thrawn no will be coming Stinky blue soon. boy, no good light from Grandmaster Bale. Thrawn will be back here. Okay. He'll so, be on the yeah, Padawan sure. podcast and like. Just what is it, December? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Bro, no. gonna go how, how about I just paint words. myself blue and be on the show? How about that, huh? There you go. That'll help, you know. Char, you paint yourself I'll blue. Bring, I'll bring Threshy on one of the oh. Andor watch alongs. And yes. did we get Threshies together, or did you get yours before me? I think I, I, I was in that the... line like three times. I don't know. <laughs> I've still got my two Threshies in my cupboard. Uh, and I've also got my Grand Admiral Thrawn Funko, but that wasn't a celebration, unfortunately. Speaking but, of Grand, yeah. Grand Admiral, Belk, where can the people find you on the social medias? Oh, that was a very good tie-in. Um, <laughs> they can find me on TikTok as Grandmaster Bale, or on Twitter as the hairy ankle of Star Wars TikTok. There is a story behind that. I'm not insane. It's a funny <laughs> one, so, you know, go figure it out. But yeah, the hairy ankle of Star Wars TikTok on Twitter or at Grandmaster Bell, and then on TikTok at Grandmaster Bell again. Well, speaking of pushing also that Cassian and or agenda, and where can people find you on the social media? <laughs> um, you can find me on TikTok at StardustM, and on Twitter and Instagram at underscore StardustM. Uh, you can also catch me on my podcast with Liv and Hay, the Kessel Run Relay, uh, Next week is a comics episode, and I was on this instead of recording with them this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, uh, dedication. The <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but we talk Star Wars and uh, we just did an Attack of the Clones episode. So if nice. you like clone stuff, that's a fun place to find more of that. You're just like, I am not talking about comics with Hayden and Liv. Get me the fuck out of here. No, because they were like, they were like, oh, we're going to do, they're like, oh, we'd love to do an episode talking about like the War of the Bounty Hunters and Crimson Raid. I was like, I've not read that. I will probably not read that before. So they had Ephraim on this week. <laughs> We had a rat on here earlier. Now we've got a slightly bigger rat. Oh, she wants to go. Oh, <laughs> she's <the> gone. <laughs> but Char, I'm not saying Luke's phrase because Luke's not here. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media? All right. Good people can find me on TikTok <laughs> at Char Char J. What? I think you still incorporated that in somehow. Oh. Damn cat. Dude, this is like right. muscle memory into this fucking Okay, point. good people. You can find me on TikTok at charcharj as spelled right here. And you can find me and Harith every Thursday and Friday or every Thursday at the Pod Ones podcast as we cover our Clone Wars rewatch. Next week, we'll be covering the Martez sisters arc. And Friday, this Friday, we'll be covering episode five of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Stream Lounge. And a little announcement for what's to come. Emma, you will be uh, on our show quite a bit for the next few months because she will be on for our Andor rewatch for every episode. Yeah. Except for the premiere. Except, Except for the premiere. Where I will be on she... diet. But besides that. Yes, but she will be on week. the Pod Ones podcast for every Andor rewatch or uh, watch along except for the first episode. But yeah, so if you want to go see more of her, she will be with us for quite some time. Yeah. It'll be a fun game to see how many times I cry. Yeah, <laughs> love a counter. We should we should do yeah. that. We should have like a thing where we have a counter. Have a ch- yeah. You know, in Stranger Things, they've got like the whiteboard, like the you sucked and ding. You, you just got to like, have one of them. Just like next Emily one. cries, M cries, M cries. <laughs> to be fair, you might have minutes cried, minutes not cried. I already, yeah, I, I was like, really, I don't think really it's moments. Much. I think the first three episodes, I think, are just gonna be tears throughout. But... <laughs> it's gonna be an experience, that's for sure. All right, Harith, where can the good people find you? Well, you can find me Hair Productions on TikTok and Instagram, Hair underscore edits on Twitter. And again, just like Char. It's hard not to copy off Char's thing because Char got it down to a fucking science of like, oh, you can find me here for our Clone Wars you watch. I can't just fucking say it. It's you like saying three here. interesting facts about a certain Star Wars character you didn't know about until now. It's it's like, it's in my head. Like I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Char. It's just hard to follow. I, I've, Char, I've stayed it too many times. For, for your own good, fella. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, and... um. I'm trying to remember all like the pod ones. Credits. So you I, can was find... say, I was about to say, if you're here by now, I don't think we need to say every social yeah, media. The pod Loot. ones podcast on Instagram. Uh, I believe pod ones pod on Twitter. You're flipping the two. <laughs> poke and flip. It's like a, it's like a different language where you like poke Luke's flip. screaming in the chat like, God, it's this fucking thing. Stop putting holes in my show. Like... <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you guys all for watching and I hope you guys all have a great night. For light and for life. We are all the Republic. And may the force be with you. Always. Always. See you guys. It's the fucking camera touch. Still live. <laughs> Still live chop. Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 Racers, Gillette Labs Racers and Blades, Venus Racers and Blades, and Native Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.